Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. You care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? You out there? You're listening? I gotta pay some bills. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you for having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. And so much more. Check out MyPillow.com backslash aid. They have their closeout sale now. Their after Christmas sale and all that stuff's happening. If you've been waiting to get something that you need, such as a topper or, uh, you know, some blankets, some some notched collar two-piece I don't know what a woman's V-neck stuff. They got all kinds of stuff. The sales are huge. Now's your chance. Check it out when you get time. MyPillow.com backslash A. We appreciate all you guys working your way in here today. Thank you all for coming out and hanging out. You're looking live at the Foxhole.app. Coming to you live from behind enemy lines in Chirac. I don't even know where I'm at. You know where you're at? I don't know where I'm at. Uh, It's good to see you guys out there today. Merry Christmas. I hope you guys had a great holiday and had a chance to catch up with all your friends and family and and, uh, spread a couple of red pills out there here and there. You know, get a chance to just say hello to some of your... Some of your people and say you see anything interesting happening out there recently. There is lots of stuff that is very, very interesting happening in the world. And today I need to resummarize the Twitter files. I have not really had a chance to go back on the drops from Christmas Eve. Uh, today there's another new drop. Matt Taibbi has an article out there that I kind of wanted to read last night, but it just didn't wasn't feeling it. Uh, I want to get that in there today. Uh, there's several other things around the world. Uh, Hillary Clinton's back in the news. Hunter Biden's in the news. Um, what else do I got? President Trump just now dropping a very interesting story about Hillary. So I want to get that read out there today as well. Um, some, an interesting story about cloud seeding, a MIT study about cloud seeding. Uh, we'll get that out there today, considering all the interesting news. We'll check in with breaking news out there throughout the day to see what's happening as well. And we'll just hang out with you guys and chat and, uh, you know, hang out and and see how you guys are doing out there. So I'm hoping that all is well for you guys. Do me a favor when you get a moment, 
check out the website, bookmark the website, uncensoredave.com. It is uh, everything me. You can find out a little bit about me. You can find out where all the platforms are, the podcast, all that stuff. You can find my Telegram, True Social, Twitter, Gab, and Facebook links at the very top. Uh, the podcast, just search Uncensored Abe. You can find the podcast pretty much on every single platform out there. The most popular recent ones, however, have been, honestly, Google and Spotify have, have picked up uh, most recently the absolute most out there, and Stitcher and a few of the other smaller platforms as well. So thank you all from all around the world for checking in on the podcast and seeing what's happening here in America. We appreciate all you guys from all around the world. Much love. Every Monday through Friday, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, Cloud Hub, and Tiger Network are where you can find the live streams. You're going to find stuff and truths here that you probably won't be able to find too many other places, and we're going to give it to you uh, usually ahead of the game. That's the goal, is try to try to beat everybody else to find the news. It's a, it's a game we all play to see uh, who can find the most interesting stuff of the day and it's uh so it's been a lot of fun and i look forward to uh continuing to attempting to excel at this game anyway uh the previous show from last week with the dhs censorship leaks uh one of the most important uh shows that i've done i left it up there for the past uh, week or so if you haven't had a chance to check it out it's about four hours long so you know skip the first half hour i had i had stream connection problems of course because then you start talking about stuff like that um stuff just doesn't seem to work right but uh it's just funny how that works uh just the way it's been over the last five years i'm not saying every time but man it's it sure is weird anyways if you get a chance skip the first half hour of it go to the go to the you know the first half hour in and then check out as much as you can in your first sitting if you got to come back then check out the second half because uh you know, it's it's something that we've all been uh, fighting about, talking about, trying to raise awareness about, and it's not really, you know, the censorship of it all is censoring the story, too. So the story's not getting out either. So do as much as you can to help spread the word about the Twitter files and the DHS censorship agency, which is Obama Stasi. It is uh, one of the most important shows that uh, hasn't got much play out there, but it's very important. So check it out when you get time. Other show content that you need to see, the reawakened tours and things like that. I got to change those up. I'm going to be working on that here. Uh, maybe next week. We'll see. I got lots coming up in the next couple months here. So I'm trying to just uh, survive, really. Uh, if you can help me keep the lights on, I could seriously use your help. Cash App, PayPal, Patreon, as well as Buy Me a Coffees, as well as your favorite platform. You guys have been amazingly supportive and, uh, you know, helping to pick me up through this difficult time and this transition. But we're getting through it and we'll be fine. I just got to get through this um, next month or so here. Get I got everything kind of dialed back now, my expenses dialed back. Um, and I don't have a phone yet, but I got a, I got a bill I got to pay here. Um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks and I'll have a phone back again. But, uh, so I have a burner phone for those of you that, 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 uh, have the number. It's just a temporary, you know, cheap flip phone, uh, that only a few people have, uh, for my burner phone, an emergency phone, so to speak. And then once I get my stuff back up, I'll hit you all back up and, uh, and get my number back out there. Probably going to try to keep the same number actually, just to make it easy. But, uh, so I appreciate you all. Thank you for all reaching out the emails, the, the comments, the love support, the prayers over the past few days has been, um, you guys have been amazing to help pick me up through this it has been the hardest most difficult time of my life i never thought i would feel this much pain and then have to try to focus and do shows uh you know bring you content that is uh important stuff that you need to see throughout the day and just um you know try to try to put that face on for two hours and then uh you know fall right back down but you guys prayers have been 
unbelievable. It has helped pick me up, and, and please keep them coming in any kind of way possible. Also, my P.O. box is the new the new address is at the very bottom of the screen right there. You can find that, and if you want to email me something, thank you for uh, several of the cards that you guys have sent me, and um, the, the thoughts, loves, and prayers in general. Appreciate you guys. Uh, the email address is working. Uh, Shackled Freedoms. Great to see you out there again. I know you've been a, a long-time listener way back, and uh, uh, took, took a hiatus for a while, which I can't blame you, but uh, you're back, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting uh, more digital soldiers out there to spread the word. And if, like I said, if you haven't seen those DHS leaks that show from last week on the website, you got to see that. You got to spread that far and wide. It's very important. Uh, all, of the, all of the links are in there as well. And on the podcast, the reason why the podcast is good is because uh, the important links of the day get dropped into the podcast. So if there's a link you need, uh, if you're not on my social media, you can find it on there as well. So appreciate you all working your way in here today. A special love, thoughts, and prayers to my Foxhole fam. How y'all doing out there today? All working your way in here today. Appreciate you all. It's great to see you all. Who cares? Average Joe, RP4L, Shackle Freedom's out there, many others. I'm going to have to pause it because you guys are are out there lurking and chatting. I love it. It's great to see. Um, saying hello to each other and wishing you all uh, Merry Christmases and a Happy New Year. And, um, you know, it's, it's great to see you all. What's up, Alice Park? Merry belated Christmas, Abe. Carry on. I will indeed do what I can to carry on. I appreciate you, Semperfy. All of you out there, much love. And uh, I know um, many of you are, are having difficult times in, in your lives, too. Um, if you can, say a special prayer for uh, my, my sister's family, uh, nephew, Landon, is uh, took a turn for the worse uh, yesterday. And uh, I don't know, if Joe, if you've heard uh, an update, um, let me know. Um, <clears throat> and if there's anything else that we, that we can do uh, to help them, uh, let me know as well. I uh, appreciate you all out there. <clears throat> The Fallen's in the house. Holy crap, that's sweet. <laughs> Damn, dude. So you finally spend some time doing doing some stuff for yourself, huh? <laughs> that's freaking sweet, bro. Uh, good to see you out there, brother. Hope all is well, Fallen. Who cares? Thanks for the gold pills, as always. Salute to you, sir. I appreciate you very much. Cautious Observer, much love. And Fringe Dweller out there as well. Happy holidays to you as well. Thank you for the gold pills. Much love, fam. Great to see you guys out there today. Let me check in with the other platforms, RP4. I'll, I'll be back with you guys in just a minute. Brian's out there over there on Twitch. The Twitch crowd's out over there today. Much love. Jane, God bless you. Hope all is well. Chris, great to see you. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Hope all is well. I know you're hanging in there as best you can as well through this difficult time. Thank you for your thoughts, loves, and prayers throughout all of this. I can tell that uh, I've been heavy on your heart too, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Palladius, thank you as well um, for reaching out, man. I love you guys. You guys have been with me from the beginning and um, I appreciate uh, you guys trying to lift me up. Sausage launcher, launchers in the house. Much love. Thanks for the follow on social media recently. Appreciate your content and your, uh, your contri contributions to the cause, man. Uh, you're, you're a great mind, man. Uh, keep, keep talking. Keep your talking, man, because I appreciate you. I see you out there. Uh, Timberjet, much love. Great to see you out there as well. And the Rumble crowd is the Lurker crowd. So this gives me a chance to say much love and God bless all of my fellow content creators, patriots, everyone out there lurking and listening, especially if Mike Rothschild, little Mikey's out there, or Will Summers. You guys are usually out there too, just trying to check in, see what's happening out there. Don't worry. It's a waste of your time. You might as well just go do something else. But everyone else out there that's in part of the Patriot family, Merry Christmas and God bless you all. I know that uh, we've had a a, a fun family fi uh, time throughout these three or four years. You can tell we're a big old family. And uh, beyond the rest, what I see, I don't see any division. I see, I see a bunch of great patriots at the top of their game absolutely destroying the mainstream media narrative every single day. 
plowing right through it. And the, and the message is getting out there about what's really happening in the world. It's just going to keep taking some time. Just keep fighting guys. I love you guys all out there. Tiger network, uh, Twitch, pilled cloud hub, uh, Facebook fam, everyone else out there looking and listening on D live, uh, blue eyes open is back over there. Much love and bat mad pogue. God bless you guys. Thanks for, uh, hanging out over there on, uh, on, uh, D live. Uh, let me get to, if you guys aren't familiar with the newer platform out there, if you're, if you're familiar with, uh, some of the, you know, the, the OG Anons from five years ago that, uh, st- started doing all that digging and stuff. Most of them have content creators and plat and, uh, and profiles over here at, uh, pill.net. If you haven't checked out pill.net, Check it out when you guys get time. It's an awesome platform. It's growing every day, and it's because of that. You know, it's got its glitches here and there. Um, so keep your other, other platforms uh, bookmarked as well. But if you haven't had a chance to check out Pill.net, there's the link right there. You can hop over and check it out when you get time. There's a bunch of great content creators. And the reason why it's awesome is because if you want to help support a content creator, it has this subscribe button. It's kind of like a Patreon or uh, like Twitch kind of has it. And there's like four different tiers. Uh, you can help support the platform and you can um, get, get a cool little thing next to your name and stuff. I don't know. There's benefits and stuff that come to it too. Um, you can do private streams and other stuff. It shows upcoming. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, that'll bring you at least to the, to the platform. But um, I appreciate you guys. So thanks for being out there today. Uh, let me just check in this. I need to put in my list. Let me put you over here. Let's see. DOJ snoops. Um, probably right after that. It's probably a good time. All right. Um, what do I have? I need to go back and get you guys some awesome articles out there that were written and get these written. Oh, we did. We did do the surveillance state one. Did we No. this is, uh, well, this is from um, John and Nisha Whitehead, too. Interesting. I didn't realize they wrote this one, too. We, uh, uh, Joe uh, hung out with me last night. We did a Christmas hangout show. If you missed that, that was a lot of fun. And just a hangout session for all the fam. And you guys honestly keep me company, uh, more importantly, uh, which I appreciate very much. Um, they wrote an article last night about uh, is would would Jesus be a labeled a domestic terrorist today? It was really good. Uh, so if you missed that yesterday, Joe and I had a, a fun hangout session with uh, the abolitionist. I think Drew came out and hang out for a while. And uh, who else was out there? Oh, uh, I, our new friend. I can't remember his name now. Dang it. Um, he's got an odd name. Anyways, it was fun hanging out last night. Uh, so if you missed that, if you're bored, if you want something to watch, um, it's worth your time. It was fun hangout. Uh, Hugh's in the house. What's good, Hugh? What are you working on, man? What's, uh, what's next on your list uh, of stuff? Also, uh, if you know, do you know Jeffrey Peterson, uh, meme team? If you could spread the word out there, Jeffrey Peterson's a great patriot and he is working to spread the word about Linux to get people off of windows. And I'm going to be rumbles not working for you. Hmm. What is happening? Rumble. Slot 116. Huh. Uh, let me, let me try resetting rumble. I don't know guys. Um, if you guys know, he's on telegram. So Jeffrey Peterson is, I'm, you know, I'm sure he's other places as well. Um, but he's, he's, uh, the guy that helps with Linux and stuff. Uh, so he, he's asking for some help from the mean team to get, uh, to work with work on windows and big tech. 
Um, so if you if you get the mean teams out there has a way to get a hold of Jeffrey Peterson, tell him on Sensor Dave sent you, um, and uh, see if we can get uh, get some big tech memes uh, going against Microsoft and the the monopolies uh, that control the world. Um, it's gonna take a second for me to try to reset Rumble. Hey, what's up, Weezy's in the house? What's up, Weez? Merry Christmas, brother. Hope all is well on your end. Come on, Rumble. Let me reset Rumble here and make sure it's going to go. Dagnabbit. <laughs> Sorry, I missed it. I it's There's five different chats, so it's tough to stop. All right. Uh, now let me re-enable the Rumble here and see if that'll work. Oh, how you guys doing? All right. Um, let's see. You better watch out. Their surveillance state is making a list, and you're on it. John Anisha Whitehead with another awesome article from Christmas Eve. Uh, that's on the list. It's going to get through all the Twitter files, the clandestine government edition uh, that came out on Christmas Eve. Matt Taibbi also wrote an article reflecting on what he has learned uh, from his perspective, which I think is a rather interesting read. Um, you know, from a journalist perspective, I didn't realize uh, how bad things are out there. Uh, today, uh, David Zweig, Zweig um, <clears throat> dropped uh, how Twitter rigged the COVID debate. Uh, so the COVID files dropped today. So we're going to go through all of that. Um, there's a extremely long Substack by Vigilant Fox, but I'm going to summarize it as fast as possible because it's worth our time. Uh, Vigilant Fox has been doing great work out there on the vaccine debate as well. And we appreciate all of his work as well. All right, Rumble. Uh, let me know. Refresh, please. Going, Chris? Okay, good to go. All right, Rumble, you guys are good to go. Welcome to the party, pal. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being patient. I don't know why it didn't start, uh, but we're good to go now. So without further ado, let's hop to it. Huh? How's that sound? Uh, Dr. Jay Blazer, thanks for being here today. Much love. Merry Christmas to you. Hope all is well. Yes, a new Christmas present. So we got lots to get to, Jane. So I'm going to try to clear my throat here, have another sip of my delicious Colombian coffee, and then we'll hop to it. How's that sound? Yeah, you know what? Uh, give me about a half a minute here to clear my throat and <clears throat> myself. How about um, some mind meld for you? Yes. Hey, Daisy Chains, God bless you. Hugh, thanks, brother. Ah, gotcha, 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 Hugh. Watching some YouTube tutorials, After Effects. Cool. Yeah, I <laughs> it, definitely take that time. Take take the next week or so. We're going to need you guys next year. Trust me. We are going to need you guys on full form next year. Uh, we, we get some advocating going for uh, for policy and, and um, start putting some pressure on our representatives next year. It's going to be fun. Dang it. I'm out of coffee. Good thing I have some Arnold Palmer's in here. All right, let's roll, huh? Coffee time. Yes. All right, well, how's my sound? We're good to go? All right, check it out. Here we go. Let's start here. 
Uh, I didn't realize John and Nisha had been writing articles recently. I'm going to have to check out Rutherford.org more often. Oh, let's see. Where are you guys? You're over, you're over here now. How about you come over here? No. Come on, OBS. Stop being a freaking pain in the ass. There we go. Hey, Trick Pony. Daisy Chains, much love. Bender's in the house. KN's worked, worked her way in here as well. Marto, what's good? Thanks, guys, for being here today. I appreciate you all. Now, let's hop to it. You better watch out. The surveillance state is making a list, and you're on it. That's right. Authored by John Anisha Whitehead via Rutherford. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good, but so be good for goodness sake. You better watch out. You better not pout. You better not cry, because I'm telling you why. This Christmas... It's the surveillance state that's making a list and checking it twice, and it won't matter whether you've been good or bad. Matt's in the house. Much love, brother. How you been, man? You'll be on this list whether you like it or not. Mass surveillance is the deep state's version of a gift that keeps on giving back to the deep state. Geofencing dragnets, fusion centers, smart devices, behavioral threat assessments, terror watch lists, Facial recognition now being launched in our airports, snitch tip lines, biometric scanners, pre-crime, DNA databases, data mining, precognitive technology, and contact tracing apps. That's right. Just a small list of our police state today. What these add up to in a world in which on any given day, the average person is now monitored, surveilled, spied on, and tracked is more than 20 different ways by both government and corporate eyes and ears. Big tech, big tech wedded to a big government has become big brother. Every second of the day, the American people are being spied on by a vast network of digital peeping toms, electronic eavesdroppers, and robotic snoops. This creepy new era of government corporate spying in which we're being listened to, watched, tracked, followed, mapped, bought, sold, and targeted has been made possible by a global army of techno tyrants, fusion centers, and peeping toms. Considered just a small sampling of the tools being used to track our movements, monitor our spending, and sniff out all the ways in which our thoughts, actions, and social circles might land us on a government naughty list, whether you've been doing anything wrong or not. Tracking you based on your phones and movements, cell phones have become de facto snitches, offering up a steady stream of digital location data on users' movements and travels. For instance, the FBI was able to use geofence data to identify more than 5,000 mobile devices and their owners in a four-acre area around the Capitol on January 6th. The latest surveillance tactic could land you in jail for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. They're also using cell site simulators to carry out mass surveillance of protests, tracking you based on your DNA. DNA technology in the hands of the government officials completes our transition to the surveillance police state. If you ha have the misfortune to leave your DNA traces anywhere a crime has been committed, you've already got a file somewhere in the state or federal database, albeit it may be a file without a name, but by accessing your DNA, the government will soon know everything else about you that they already don't know. Your family charts, your ancestry, what you look like, your health history, your inclination to follow orders or chart your own course, etc. After all, the DNA print reveals everything about who we are, where we come from, and who we will be. It can also be used to predict the physical appearance of potential suspects 
It's only a matter of time before the police state's pursuit of criminals expands into genetic profiling and a preemptive hunt for criminals of the future. Tracking you based on your face. Facial recognition software aims to create a society in which every individual who steps out into the public is tracked and recorded as they go about their daily business. Coupled with the surveillance cameras that blanket the country, facial recognition technology also allows the government and its corporate partners to identify and track someone's movement in real time. One particular uh, controversial software program created by Clearview AI has been used by police, the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, Obama Stasi, to collect photos on social media sites for inclusion in a massive facial recognition database. Similarly, biometric software, which relies on one's unique identifiers, fingerprints, arises, uh, voice prints. It's becoming the standard for navigating security lines as well as bypassing digital locks and gaining access to phones, computers, and office buildings, etc. In fact, greater numbers of travelers are opting into programs that rely on their biometrics in order to avoid long wait lines at airport security. Imagine, imagine having to vote using your fingerprint, such as they normally do in Brazil, even though they didn't do it this time, indeed, we are watching the predictive programming that is Minority Report. Indeed, you saw it here. Tracking you based on your behavior. Rapid advances in behavioral surveillance are not only making it possible for individuals to be monitored and tracked based on their patterns of movement or behavior, including gait recognition, the way one walks, but have given rise to a whole industry that revolve around predicting one's behavior based on data and surveillance patterns and are also shaping the behaviors of whole populations. One smart anti-riot surveillance system purports to predict mass riots in unauthorized public events by using artificial intelligence to analyze social media, news sources, surveillance video feeds, and public transportation data. Tracking you based on your spending and consumer activities. With every smartphone we buy, every GPS device we install, every Twitter, Facebook, Google account we open, every frequent buyer card we use for purchases, whether it's at grocers, the yogurt shop, the airlines, or the department store, and every credit and debit card we use to pay for our transactions, we're helping corporate America build a dossier for its government counterparts on who we know, what we think, how we spend our money, and how we spend our time. Consumer surveillance, by which your activities and data in the physical and online realms are tracked and shared with advertisers, has become big business. A $300 billion industry that routinely harvests your data for profit. Corporations such as Target have become have not only been tracking and assessing the daily behavior or the behavior of their customers, particularly their purchasing patterns for years, but the retailer has also funded major surveillance in cities across the country and has developed behavioral surveillance algorithms that can determine whether someone's mannerisms might fit the profile of a thief. Tracking you based on your public activities. Private corporations in conjunction with police agencies throughout the country have created a web of surveillance that encompasses all major cities in order to monitor large groups of people seamlessly and in a case of protests or rallies. They're also engaging in extensive online surveillance looking for hints of large public events, social unrest, gang communications, and criminally predicted individuals. Defense contractors have been at the forefront of this lucrative market. Fusion centers, 330 million a year information sharing hubs for federal, state, and law enforcement agencies monitor and report such suspicious behavior as being uh, as, as people buying pallets of bottled water, photographing government buildings, and applying for a pilot's license as suspicious activity.
tracking you based on your social media activities. Every move you make, especially on social media, is monitored, mined for data, crunched and tabulated in order to form a picture of who you are, what makes you tick, and how to best control you when and if it becomes necessary to uh, bring you back in line. The Intercept reported that the FBI, CIA, NSA, and other government agencies are increasingly investing in and relying on corporate surveillance technologies that can mine constitutionally protected speech on social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to identify potential extremists. Checking you based on your social network, not content merely to merely spy on individuals through their online activity, government agencies are now using surveillance technology to track one's social network. The people you might connect with by phone, text message, email, or through social message in order to ferret out possible criminals. Checking you based on your car, license plate readers are mass surveillance tools, especially here in Illinois, that can photograph over 1,800 license tag numbers a minute. Take a picture with every passing license tag and store it, the tag and number, date and time, location of the picture in a searchable database. And then share that data with law enforcement, fusion centers, and private companies to track the movements of persons in their cars. Tracking you based on your mail. Just about every branch of government, from the Postal Service to the Treasury Department, and every agency in between has its own surveillance sector authorized to spy on the American people. For instance, the U.S. Postal Service has been photographing the exterior of every piece of mail for the past 20 years is also spying on Americans' texts, emails, and social media hosts, posts. Headed up by the Postal Service's Law Enforcement Division, the Internet Covert Operations Program, ICOP, is reportedly using facial recognition technology combined with fake online identities to ferret out potential troublemakers with inflammatory posts. The agency claims the online surveillance, which falls outside a congressional job scope of processing and delivering mail, is necessary to help postal workers avoid potentially volatile situations such as somebody going postal for being spied on. Now the government wants us to believe that we have nothing to fear from these mass spying programs as long as we've done nothing wrong. Don't believe it. The government's definition of a bad guy is extraordinarily broad and it, and it results in the warrantless surveillance of innocent law-abiding Americans on a staggering scale. We no longer have the individual rights that Martin Luther King was fighting for. We no longer have constitutional rights in this country thrown right out the window for corporate profits. Great article summarizing it all right there for sure. Beachside's in the house over there on Rumble, as well as Glenn and Sausage Launcher. Much love, uh, everyone over there on Rumble. Thanks for being here today, guys. How you doing, Twitch crowd? We have to use private rights. Bush took them off all the way after 9-11. Indeed, that was the worst part of it. And we're going to be fighting to end the freedom, the what's it called, the Freedom Act or whatever, the Surveillance Act, uh, hopefully this year, if not next year. Hopefully this year. So there you go. All right, Rumble Crowd, much love. Thanks again, guys, for being out there today. Great crowd out there today. Daisy Chains, Hugh White, G. Ross, Fringe Dweller, Cautious Observer, who cares, Scorp Rat. Texas girl, much love. Merry Christmas to you. See you soon. Oh, I missed it. Is there any updates on Landon? Uh, heavy in my thoughts and prayers today and all you guys. Uh, keep uh, my uh, other sisters, not Texas girl, my other sisters, um, nephew. I guess, you know, considering a nephew anyways. Um, any updates on that before I move on to uh, 
the clandestine government agency edition of the Twitter files. Right after that, uh, there's uh, Matt Taibbi's reflects on what he has learned through them, and then we're going to go through today's release of the Twitter files as well. Anything on the public square internet is public and always has. Yeah, that is true. Patriot Act, thank you, USA Landshark. Duh. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Yeah, the definition between public and private, that is, there is part of it, for sure. Grandson, grandson, duh. Yeah, thanks, guys. Let me know, sis, if there's any update uh, today. All right, um, nothing new? Gotcha, just keeping the prayers going. All right. All right, thanks, sis. Um, yeah. Oh, man. The Twitter files. All right. I'm like, I am going to pound through as much of this as possible. If I miss you guys in chat, if I if you're trying to get my attention, uh, yeah, I'll do my best to keep an eye on you. Tag me in, um, in Pilled if you need to get a hold of me because I'm going to try to fire through as much of this as fast as possible. Hopefully, it's only going to take me about an hour, but I'm going to be fighting through it. Uh, Abba might be using uh, Texas's surplus funds to ship those illegals up deeper into the country. <laughs> yeah, I heard uh, Two Rivers, great to see you. Um, I heard uh, <laughs> uh, our vice president got a busload of illegals today. It was pretty freaking funny. Did you guys see uh, the weaponization or the uh, weaponization, the militarization of the border? Um, let's see. Can I find... Uh, El Paso. I played this last night, but um, I'm sure many of you guys were either passed out or... Uh, yeah. Here, check this out. Uh, let's see. You want to be able to hear that too? Okay. How about I boost that up there a little bit so you can actually hear it, but um, check this out. And so I tell you, I am, I'm so impressed. Uh, Task Force West got this mission. Yeah basically on Saturday. And OLS, the staff, was able to move 400 people to El Paso, over 40 vehicles. And what you can see is, I mean, they did it in 72 hours. And their ability to work together is so incredibly impressive. This morning, the SP time was 4, 4 a.m. And they absolutely crushed it. Um, really impressed with what they're doing. They're focused on deterrence. They're focused on sending a message uh, that unlawful crossings is not an option. You've got to go to the POE. And the way they've rolled out this morning and what they are doing is just incredibly impressive. This is, this is the totality of the TMD. We've got the Air Guard. Uh, yesterday, they brought in four C-130s, uh, brought in the rest of the packs, some of the vehicles, um, the equipment that's needed today and being used. Um, couldn't do it without them. It's it's the the whole TMD. It's the state guard. It's the army guard and the air guard coming together, and uh, in, in demonstrating that we can be where we need to be anywhere on this border. We can surge in a very short short amount of time. There you go, guys. Um, that is in El Paso, Texas. Yeah, 
How about that? Overdue at about freaking time. Clandestine government agency edition after writing quite the pre-Christmas reflection Friday night. We'll read that in just a moment. Uh, actually, let's keep, let's do them in order. I thought he wrote this first. All right. Matt Taibbi reflects on a repulsive, horrifying, dystopian world run by anti-people. That's about as uh, perfect as you can say it. Sitting in a hotel bar in San Francisco going through what's become a nightly remembering to eat ritual. As readers here know, this has been a crazy month during which I lost track of a lot of things. I have been an absentee father during the holidays, which is contemptible. And also remiss when it comes to responsibilities to subscribers on the site. Omitting to even take time to explain basic things, which I'll try to do now. You can imagine getting getting these files and having the responsibility of going through them. Quite the responsibility indeed. Uh, Abbott's actually the one two rivers that uh, um, um, sent the sent them to the border. So, yeah, you got to give them credit where credit's due, right? Um, once again, today, we did not publish the written America this week, which frankly will have to stay on hold for at least a little while longer. And once again, I've abused the patience of podcast partner, Walter Kern, who's been a great friend during this time and deserves better. We will do another makeup episode early next week, and I'll announce the details as soon as I can. The reason for all of this, of course, is the Twitter file story. The, this last week saw the FBI describe Lee Fang, Michael Schellenberger, and me as conspiracy theorists whose sole aim is to discredit the agency. That statement will look ironic soon as we spent much of this week learning about other agencies and organizations that can now also be discredited thanks to these files. Selfishly, I may release some of that information in the morning, but uh, to be done with it so I can f be a fully present dad on the actual holiday. A group of us spent last week's reading thousands of documents. For me, a lot of that time was spent learning how Twitter functions, specifically its relationships with the government. How weird is modern-day America? Not long ago, CIA veterans tell me the information above the tear line of the U.S. government intelligence cable would include this, the station of origin and any other CIA offices copied on the report. I spent much of today looking at exactly... Uh, similar documents seemingly written by the same people except the offices copied at the top of the reports weren't other agency stations but twitter's silicon valley colleagues apple facebook microsoft linkedin even wikipedia it turns out these are new principal intelligence outposts of the american empire a subplot is these companies seem not to have had much choice in being made key parts of the global surveillance and information control apparatus although evidence suggests their quizzling executives were mostly all thrilled to be absorbed details on those other government agencies soon probably tomorrow one happiest thought at month's end Sometime in the last decade, many people, I was one, began to feel robbed of their sense of normalcy by something we couldn't define. Increasingly glued to our phones, we saw that the, the version of the world that was spat out in front of us, uh, spat out at us from them, seemed distorted. We saw that the version of the world that was spat out at us from them seemed distorted. The public's reaction to various news events seemed off-kilter, being either way too intense, not intense enough, or simply unbelievable. You'd read that seemingly everyone in the world was in agreement that a certain thing was true, except it seemed ridiculous to you. 
which puts you in an awkward place with friends, family, and others. Should you say something? Are you the crazy one? I can't have been the only person to have struggled psychologically during this time. This is why these Twitter files have been such a bomb. This is the reality they stole from us. It's repulsive, horrifying, and dystopian, a gruesome history of a world run by anti-people. But I'll take it any day over the vile and insulting facsimile of truth we've been, they've been selling. Personally, once I saw these lurid files, once I saw that these lurid files could be used as a roadmap back to something like reality, I wasn't sure until this week. I relaxed for the first time in probably seven or eight years. Something tells me the coming year is going to be a better one. Happy holidays, everyone. Enjoy your loved ones, ignore the rest, and see you all again soon. <laughs> Matt Taibbi with some uh, thoughts on what he has learned. Now, the pre-Christmas uh, Twitter files, which was clandestine government agency edition. Let's hop straight to it. So that was the, that was the pre-Christmas reflection Friday night. Matt also decided to grace us with a Christmas Eve edition of the Twitter files which he says details Twitter's relationship with uh, other government agencies, including some that don't like their name in print much. All right, let's hop to this, and then we'll get to today's here pretty quick. After weeks of the Twitter files reports detailing close coordination between the FBI and Twitter and moderation, moderating social media content, the Bureau issued a statement on Wednesday. It didn't refute allegations. Instead, it decried conspiracy theorists publishing misinformation whose sole aim is to discredit the agency. Now nah, you guys do that all on your own. They must think us unambitious if our sole aim is to, to discredit the FBI. After all, a whole range of government agencies discredit themselves in the Twitter files. Why stop with one? The files show the FBI acting as the doorman to a vast program of social media surveillance and censorship, encompassing agencies across the federal government from the State Department to the Pentagon to the CIA. The operation is far bigger than reported 80, remember, 80 members of the Foreign Influence Task Force, FITF, which also facilitates requests from a wide array of smaller actors, from local cops to media to state governments. Twitter has had so much contact with so many agencies that executives lost track. Is today the DOD and tomorrow the FBI? It's the weekly callers at the monthly meeting. It was dizzying. <laughs> Uh, for DOD, no, that's a different group. We will reply to that in a second. They're getting confused about which which one's which. Uh, let's see. Uh, a chief end result was that thousands of official reports flowed to Twitter from all over through the FITF and the FBI's San Francisco field office. On June 29, 2020, San Francisco FBI agent Elvis Chan wrote a pair of Twitter executives asking if he could invite an OGA to an upcoming conference. I wanted to follow up, see if I could forward this invitation to OGA. Regards, Elvis. Elvis. OGA, or Other Government Organization, can be a euphemism for CIA, according to multiple former intelligence officials and contractors, chuckles one. They think it's mysterious, but it's just conspicuous. Other government agency, the place where I worked for 27 years, says retired CIA officer Ray Govern. <laughs> it was an open secret at Twitter that one of its executives was ex-CIA, which is why Chan referred to that executive's former employer. 
the first Twitter executive, abandoned any pretense to stealth and emailed that the employee used to work for the CIA. So that is Elvis's question. June 29th, 2020 at 2.29 p.m. Stasia, I have no involvement here. I leave you to respond. Redacted used to work for the CIA. So that's Elvis's question. <laughs> Number 13, senior legal executive Stasia Cardelli, Cardell, used a, whose alertness stood out among Twitter leaders, re replied, I know, and I thought my silence was misunderstood. <laughs> uh, I know, let me see if I can publicly announce, and I will tell him that. Okay, so there's that. Cardell then, then passes on uh, conference details to recently hired ex-FBI lawyer James Baker. Of course, James Baker's always in there. Sunlight conference tomorrow. No need for you to attend. Carnegie is doing the heavy lift. <laughs> Wow, man. Um, I Let's see, 15. I invited the FBI and the CIA virtually uh, will attend too, says Cardelli. Cardell says to Baker, adding uh, pointedly, no need for you to attend. The government was in constant contact, not just with Twitter, but virtually every major tech firm. These included Facebook, Microsoft, Verizon, Reddit, Pinterest, and many others. Industry players had also held regular meetings without government. One of the most common forums was a regular meeting of multi-agency foreign influence task force, FITF, attended by spates of executives, FBI personnel, and nearly always one or two attendees marked OGA. There you go. There's the list of them. FBI, 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 OGA, OGC. Um, yeah. The FITF meeting agendas virtually always included at or near the beginning an OGA briefing, usually about foreign matters. Hold on to that thought. So here's the uh, summary of the meeting agenda. Russia status, China status, global status, planning for elections, information sharing channels, and how to censor the truth. That's right. We got we to gotta have meetings about this stuff. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and August. Get ready. We got to work on our censorship regime here. Despite its official remit being foreign influence, the FITF in the San Francisco uh, FBI office became conduit for mountains of domestic moderation requests from state governments, even local police. Hi, Stasia, FBI Minneapolis here. They requested that I put you in touch with Lieutenant Hoff about some recent activities, which I provided below. I'll let the two of you take it from here. Thanks. That is from the Minneapolis Police Department. Um, many requests arrived via teleporter, a one-way platform in which many communications were timed to vanish. You've been granted download access to teleporter, FBI, uh, San Francisco election, EOC threat intel. Interesting. Um, especially as the election approached in 2020, the FITF FBI overwhelmed Twitter with requests sending lists of hundreds of problems, problem accounts. Twitter folks, can you see below for our FITF global unit and let us know what you think? Thanks. Let us know what you think. And there's the list of them. Uh, let's see. They got them mostly redacted, so you can't really see much. But it's a lot of them. Poonslayer's in the house. What's good? Hey, what's up, Belouche? Uh, let's see, Stasia Cardell, FBI report on possible violative content on November 3rd, 2020, U.S. elections escalations. 
FBI San Francisco Emergency Operations Center sent us the attached report of 207 tweets they believe to be violation of our policies for too much truth about the elections. Email after email came from the San Francisco office headed, in, headed into the election, often adorned with an Excel attachment. Hi, Stasia, our FBI Baltimore identified those Twitter handles and tweets which appear to be provide misleading information on time, place, or manner of voting. Um, let's see. So, so there were so many government requests, Twitter employees had to improvise a system for prioritizing and triaging, triaging them. Um, I want to reach out about election related escalations. As you know, with the adoption of the unified election escalation tool with adoption of the unified escalation tool and the depreciation of the go election escalations, I think is what that's supposed to say. We have been sending all elections related requests directly to gets support for review. We are having some issues with the backlog impacting our elections efforts. The folks on this email represent a DC public policy, legal and comms team. Generally, we're the ones uh, escalating high-priority content. So, you know, they would, um, FBI and, and uh, State Department and and uh, DOJ would work together to identify, that's hacked material, Russia hacked material, or that's whatever, call it whatever the hell they want to call it. And that's how they would get uh, these tech companies to, you know, to censor. Uh, the FBI was clearly tailoring searches to Twitter policies. FBI complaints were almost always depicted somewhere as possible terms of service violation, even in the subject line. Twitter executives noticed the FBI appeared to be assigning personnel to look for Twitter violations. They have some bulk, some folks in the Baltimore field office and at HQ that are doing keyword searches for violations. This is probably the 10th request I have dealt with in the last five days. Somebody's got to sit there and and search for uh, too much truth <laughs> to censor. Nice. Even ex-FBI lawyer James Baker agreed, odd that they are searching for violations of our policies. Uh, the New York FBI office even sent requests uh, for the user IDs and handles of a long list of accounts named in the Daily Beast article. Senior executives say they are supportive and completely comfortable doing so. So if you made it to right-wing media outlets duped by Middle East propaganda and you made it to that one, congratulations, you made it to the FBI's censorship list. Yoel Roth, um, uh, the article and names associated with it, NYO Twitter request, re-upping our internal discussion, any objections to sending a list of user IDs and handles, I'm comfortable doing so. It seemed to strike no one as strange that the Foreign Influence Task Force was forwarding thousands of mostly domestic reports, along with the Department of Homeland Security, Obama Stasi, about the fringiest material, such as this gem right here, Biden using scorecard and hammer to steal another U.S. presidential election, just like Obama and Biden did in 2012, the American report. <laughs> Too much truth. Can't have that. Biden, today's, today's uh, America's Stalin. 31, foreign meddling has been uh, the ostensible justification for expanded moderation since platforms like Twitter were dragged to the hill 
by the Senate in 2017. Tech executives are contrite about the election meddling, but make few promises on Capitol Hill. Just a bunch of lies. Uh, 32, behind-the-scenes Twitter executives struggled against government claims of foreign interference supposedly occurring on their platform and others. Um, this is a FITF referral, IRA account on Reddit. Status closed, unified escalations. <laughs> Security level, SI restricted. The Twitter files, um, I wonder if I'm on that list because I right around that time I lost my Reddit, fuckers. Actually, no, that was 2018, forget it. Um, the Twitter files show executives under constant pressure to validate theories of foreign influence and unable to find evidence for key assertions. Found no links to Russia, says one analyst, but suggests he could brainstorm to find a stronger connection. Can't find one, but let me think about it here. Let me, uh, let me find a bar stool somewhere and we'll talk about it. After I reviewed the accounts, I found no links to Russia. I asked redacted on this tick, did redacted, and it was his answer. Thanks for tagging in the workflow. From my checks, I could not find any indicators to suggest the account is Russian. Even other phone-linked accounts does not have indications to suggest a Russian proxy. But I can brainstorm and see if I can find something. <laughs> Extremely tenuous circumstantial chance of being related, says another. Hey, looked into this here. Didn't find any exact naming matches and really inf any information to link Reddit accounts to any platform presence on Twitter. There was one account that has an incredibly tenuous circumstantial chance of being related. So documenting the account here just in case. <laughs> No real matches using the info, says former trust and safety chief Yoel Roth in another case, noting some links were clearly Russian, but uh, another was a house rental in South Carolina. Wow. Even then, nothing looked partic particularly violative. Some clearly, some clearly Russian though, but also included in a house for a, a house rental in South Carolina. Yo Ross says, not really anything worth talking about, but there are two personas linked to two clusters they might be interested in. Both appear to be Russian-like names. Russian-like names. However, I wouldn't even, if your name is Vlad, you're in trouble. However, I wouldn't even call that a slam dunk based on the IP data. <laughs> And they don't look related. Wow, man. In another case, I mean, basically, what the, basically to, to simplify that, they have two different personas, neither of the, the IP address, which is identifies your router, your computer, right, are linked to any of them. But uh, so it doesn't look related at all. In another case, Roll concludes a series of Venezuelan pro-Maduro accounts are unrelated to Russia's internet research agency because they're too high volume. <laughs> Extremely high volume tweeters, uncharacteristic of a lot of the other IRA activity. Uh, let's see, last couple here from, from uh, Christmas Eve's drop. Thanks for hanging out with me today, guys. Much love. The Venezuelans were extremely high volume tweeters, pretty uncharacteristic of a lot of the other 
Internet Research Agency Activity Ross says in a key email, news that the State Department was making a wobbly public assertion of Russian influence led an exec, the same one with OGA passed, to make a damning admission. Due to the lack of technical evidence on our end, I've generally left it be, waiting for more evidence, he says. Our window on that is now closing, given that government partners are becoming more aggressive on attribution. <laughs> wow. Um, Infobricks is an entity that we've received previous notice on. Though if recollection serves, government partners have never been so specific as to say that it was directly controlled by the GRU meaning Russia's intelligence agency, BRICS, is an inherently Russia-dominated economic organization. So it was always likely that a website and Twitter account designed to promote it would be directed by the Kremlin. Due to the lack of technical evidence on our end, I've generally left it be, waiting for more evidence. I think that our window on that is closing, given the government partners are becoming more and more aggressive, attribution and so forth. I'm going to go ahead with suspension and marking the domain as unsafe. That happened to my website. Rebel Inside uh, was a new one for me, too. Not even sure what the goal of the account could possibly be other than highlight unrest in other areas of the world besides Russia. I have already suspended it and marked its domain as unsafe. I mean, just a, a picking each individual person out of the, of the truth realm and throwing them into a little corner of the Internet. Translation, more aggressive government partners had closed Twitter's window of independence. Other government agencies ended up sharing intelligence through the FBI and FITF, not just Twitter, but with Yahoo, Twitch, Cloudfare, LinkedIn, and even Wikipedia. As you can see there, former CIA agent and whistleblower John Kirikow believes he recognizes the formatting of these reports. Looks right to me, he says, noting that uh, was cut off above the, t <clears throat> the tear line was originally originating CIA office and all the copied offices. So uh, the redacted portion of it, basically. Many people wonder if internet platforms receive direction from intelligence agencies about moderation of foreign policy news stories. It appears Twitter did in some cases, by way of the FITF FBI. These reports are far more factually controversial than domestic counterparts. One, in, one Intel report lists accounts tied to Ukraine neo-Nazi propaganda. This includes assertions that Joe Biden helped orchestrate a coup in 2014 and put his son on the board of Burisma. Well, well, well. <clears throat> Way too much truth in there. Mentions of Ukraine in English, Spanish, Russian, and Ukrainian between 18 and 24 Feb 2022. Look at the jump. Look at how easily they control people. <clears throat> Everybody talking about it. Nine hundred and ninety-nine Twitter profiles linked to suspected Russian troll farm. Over sixteen thousand tweets mentioning Ukraine in the last seven days. Top influencer redacted has been mentioned in 3,900 or 39,000, 3,000 tweets, roughly 24% of all the tweets mentioned in Ukraine. Profile was created on 28 November 2011, over 11 years old. Profile location is listed as Belarus. Backup profile 
was created on 23 February 2022 and is listed in redacted bile. Likely a preparation for suspension, deactivation of the primary profile for too much truth. Thank you, Politius. Good to see you out there, my friend. Merry Christmas. Prevailing narrative emphasis, similarity between current Ukrainian government and Nazis during World War II attributes Nazification to the U.S. government, which is very true. Thank you, CIA, for brainwashing Ukrainians, turning them into your little war fighters. Good job with that color revolution, Biden. Hillary, great job out there. Good job. A lot of people dead. A lot of people dead. Good job, Hillary. A spike in Twitter activity on 24 February, likely synchronized with Russian military advancement in Ukraine. And then, of course, everyone has done the dig on the Azov Battalion and the links to the Biden crime family, uh, Hillary's State Department, our CIA, and the rest. Way too much truth. The Ukraine neo-Nazi propaganda overview. You can see that here. And I'm not going to summarize this one all the way, but you can tell, same thing. 185 people, known or suspected Twitter bots, linked to Venezuela and Cuba, top influencers. Prevailing narrative, blame the United States for Nazification of Ukraine. That's correct. Biden is the architect of a 2014 ousting of the leader with 90% support using U.S.-backed neo-Nazis and then put his son on the border Burisma. The, yeah, the call of revolution of 2014-2015, correct. Way too much truth, gotta censor that. Another report uh, asserts a list of accounts accusing the Biden administration of corruption in vaccine distribution are part of a Russian influence campaign. I'm not going to read all this, but there you go. Often intelligence came in from the form of public brief reports, followed by a long list of accounts simply deemed to be pro-Maduro, pro-Cuba, pro-Russia, pro-America, etc. This one batch had over a thousand accounts marked for digital execution, these accounts have been linked to the Maduro, Venezuela, and Diaz-Canal Cuba regimes and propagating anti-Bolsonaro pro-Luna hashtags and have not previously been reported. Suspected bot accounts. Where do you think those suspected bot accounts came from? Considering the CIA was down there helping Luna. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate that, bro. One report says a site documenting purported rights abuses committed by Ukrainians is directed by Russian agents. Of course, that's the best way to get it. Russia! Um, Intel about shady origin of these accounts might be true, but so might be at least some of the information in them about neo-Nazis, rights abuses in Donbass, even our own government. Should we block such material? This is a difficult speech dilemma. Should the government be allowed to try to prevent Americans and others from seeing pro-Moderno or anti-Ukrainian accounts? Often Intel reports are just long lists of newspapers, tweets, and YouTube videos guilty of anti-Ukraine narratives. Let's see a list of YouTube channels there, Twitter channels there, Twitter logs there, more YouTube channels there, again, with the uh, truth violation attached. There is way too much truth about this. You need to have all of these blocked. Vetmore, appreciate you. Simplify. Sometimes, not always, Twitter and YouTube blocked the accounts, but we now know for sure what Roth meant by the Bureau and by extension, the intelligence community. 
This is Privileged and Confidential. Hi, team. The questions we received are attached. I'm frankly perplexed by the quote request here, which seem more like something we'd get out of a congressional committee than a bureau. There's a big discussion to be had about state-controlled media, which will be impacted by the label launch later this month. I'm not particularly comfortable with, with the bureau and, by extension, the intelligence community demanding written answers here. What's your perspective on how to navigate? The line between misinformation and distorting propaganda is thin. Are we comfortable with so many companies receiving so many reports from a more aggressive government? The CIA, the CIA has yet to comment on the nature of its relationship with tech companies like Twitter. Twitter has no input into anything uh, I did or, or wrote. The searches were carried out by third parties. From what I saw, it could be limited. Watch... At Barry Weiss, at Schellenberger MD, at LH Fang, and this space for more on COVID 19, which, boom, came out today by David Zwig. And he wrote an article, an extended version of this, and I'm going to read all of this. This is, there, there was the, uh, what, what he dropped on Twitter, and then there was this Substack that has a little more in it. So it's going to take me a little bit longer to get to, but it's worth the time, guys. They, they think we are the fascists and the Hitlers. That shit is justified. They think the shit is justified? Yeah. The ultimate projection from our government, the fascists that they are. I don't understand why people are so upset with the government. Like, why are people so mad? We rig elections, and we do it right in front of them, and then we weaponize the IRS and then we weaponize the DOJ and then we just weaponize the whole damn government including the DHS because we can't win the debate in ideas no 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 you want to you want to have a best solutions debate nah Barack Obama couldn't debate you a best solution debate if he wanted to save his fucking life he's too fucking stupid the only thing he knows how to do is to act like a little child that is going to take his ball and run away if he doesn't get the way he wants. And that's the mentality of all of these fucking people. Pathetic children who want to control everything around you. How Twitter rigged the COVID debate. The platform suppressed true information from doctors and public health experts that was at odds with the U.S. government policy which results in blood on the hands of those who pulled this shit off. And I hope and pray that someday in Nuremberg trials of some kind, these people will be held accountable for the lies and the destruction that they caused. By the time reporter David Zweig got to the 10th floor conference room at Twitter headquarters on Market Street in San Francisco, the story of the Twitter files was already international news. Taibbi, Schellenberger, Woodhouse, Schreier, and Fang, and I had revealed evidence of hidden blacklists of Twitter users, the way Twitter acted as kind of an FBI subsidiary, and how company executives rewrote the platform's policy on the fly to accommodate political bias and pressure. What we had yet to crack was the story of COVID. David has spent three years reporting on COVID, specifically the underlying science or lack thereof, behind many of the nation's policies. For years, he had noticed and criticized a bias not only in the mainstream media's coverage of the pandemic, but also in the way it was presented on platforms like Twitter. We couldn't think of anyone to help tackle this story, and so they went to him. 
Here we go. I always had, uh, I always thought a primary job of the press was to be skeptical of power, especially the power of the government. But during the COVID-19 pandemic, I and so many others found that the legacy media had shown itself to largely operate as a messaging platform for our public health institutions. Those institutions operated in a near total lockstep in part by purging internal dissidents and discrediting outside experts. Twitter became an essential alternative. It was a place where those with public health expertise and perspectives at odds with official policy could air their views and where curious citizens can find such information. This often included other countries' responses to COVID that differed dramatically from our own, but it quickly became clear that Twitter also seemed to promote content that reinforced the establishment narrative and to suppress views and even scientific evidence that ran to the contrary. Was I imagining things? Was the pattern I and other witness proof of purposeful intent? An algorithm gone rogue or something else. In other words, when it came to COVID and the information shared on a service by hundreds of millions of people, what exactly was being amplified and what was being banned or censored? So when the free press asked if I would go to Twitter to peek behind the curtain, I took the first flight out of New York and here's what I found. The United States government pressured Twitter to elevate certain content and suppress other content about COVID-19 and the pandemic. Internal emails that I viewed at Twitter showed that both the Trump and Biden administrations directly pressed Twitter executives to moderate the platform's content according to their wishes. On the onset of the pandemic, the Trump administration was especially concerned about panic buying and sought to help from tech companies to combat misinformation. According to emails sent by Twitter employees in the wake of the meetings at the White House, one area of so-called misinformation runs to the grocery stores. The trouble is that it wasn't misinformation. There were actually runs on goods. And it wasn't just Twitter. The meetings with the Trump White House were also attended by Google, Facebook, Microsoft, and others. When the Biden administration took over, its agenda for the American people can be summed up as be very afraid of COVID and do exactly what we say to stay safe. In July of 2021, then U.S. Attorney General Vivek Murthy released a 22-page advisory concerning what the World Health Organization referred to as an infodemic and called on social media platforms to do more to shut down misinformation or what we know as too much truth. We are asking them to step up, Murthy said. We can't wait longer for them to take aggressive action. That's the message the White House had already taken directly to Twitter executives and private channels. One of Biden administration's first meeting requests was about COVID, with a focus on anti-vaxxer accounts. According to a meeting summary by Lauren Culbertson, Twitter's head of U.S. public policy, They were especially concerned about Alex Berenson, a journalist skeptical of lockdowns and mRNA vaccines. It's not a freaking vaccine who had hundreds of thousands of followers on his platform. One of the first meeting requests from the Biden White House was about COVID misinformation. Per regular process, public policy took the meeting. Biden staff focused on vaccines and high profile vaccine accounts, including Alex Berenson, who I did. I, I still got as much of his stuff out there as soon as he wrote it i tried to highlight as much of his work as possible because there was well we searched and too much truth what happened to me i got banned everywhere too by the summer of 2021 
The day after Murthy's memo, Biden announced publicly that the social media companies were killing people by allowing misinformation about vaccines. Just hours later, Twitter locked Berenson out of his account and then permanently suspended him the next month. Berenson sued Twitter. He ultimately settled with the company and is now back on the platform. As part of the lawsuit, Twitter was compelled to provide certain internal communications. They revealed that the White House had directly met with Twitter employees and pressured them to take action on Berenson. The summary of the meetings by Culbertson, emailed uh, to colleagues in December 2022, adds new evidence of the White House's pressure campaign and illustrates how it tried to directly influence what content was allowed on Twitter. Culbertson wrote that the Biden team was very angry that Twitter had not been more aggressive in deplatforming multiple accounts. They wanted Twitter to do more. The Biden team was not satisfied with Twitter's enforcement approach as they wanted Twitter to do more to deplatform several accounts. Because of this dissatisfaction, we were again asked to join several other calls. They were very angry in nature. Here's the presentation the Twitter team used. Twitter executives did not fully capitulate to Biden team's wishes. An extensive review of internal communications at the company revealed that employees often debated moderation cases in great detail and with more care for free speech than was shown by the government. But Twitter did suppress views, and not just those of journalists like Berenson. Many medical and public health professionals who expressed perspectives or even cited findings from accredited academic journals that conflicted with official positions were also targeted. As a result, legitimate findings and questions about our COVID policies and their consequences went missing. There were three serious problems with Twitter's process. First, much of the content moderation on COVID, to say nothing of other contentious subjects, was conducted by bots trained on machine learning and AI. I spent hours discussing systems with an engineer and with an executive who had been at the company for more than a year before Musk Musk takeover. They explained the process in basic terms. Initially, the bots were fed information to train them on what to look for, but their searches would become more refined over time, both as they scanned the platform and as they were manually updated with additional chosen inputs. At least that was the premise. Through, uh, see, though impressive in their engineering, the bots would prove too crude for such nuanced work. When you drag a digital trawler across a social media platform, you're not just catching cheap fish, you're going to snag dolphins along the way. Second, contractors operated in places like the Philippines were also moderating content. They were given decision trees to aid their process, but tasking non-experts to adjudicate tweets on complex topics like myocarditis and mask efficacy data was destined for a significant error rate. The notion that remote workers sitting in distant cube farms were going to police medical information to this granular degree is absurd in its face. Embedded below is an example template deactivated after Musk's arrival of the decision tree tool that contractors used. The contractor would run through a series of questions each with a drop-down menu, ultimately guiding them to a predetermined conclusion. Let's take a closer look. Is this claim about any of the following topics? COVID-19 misleading policy discontinued effective November 23rd. What kind of message is being advanced? Specifically, what is being said? 
what is the author's position? And then enforcement recommendations, recommend, recommended tweet level remediation. Where does the misinformation reside? And then additional recommended uh, remediation. Wow, they can just tailor it to whoever they need to, huh? Whatever narrative they need to, for that matter. Third, and most importantly, the buck stopped with higher level employees at Twitter. They chose the inputs for the bots and decision trees. They determined suspension, and as is the case with all people and institutions, they were both individual and collective bias. At Twitter, COVID-related bias bent heavily towards establishment dogmas. Inevitably, dissident yet legitimate content was labeled as misinformation, and the accounts of doctors and others were suspended both for tweeting opinions and demonstrably true information. Take, for example, Martin Kaldorf, an epidemiologist at Harvard's medical school. Dr. Kaldorf often tweeted views at odds, at odds with U.S. public health authorities and the American left that a political affiliation of nearly the entire staff at Twitter here is one such tweet from March of 2015 regarding vaccination. The question is, do you think younger age groups and or people who are already had the virus need to be vaccinated? The answer is no. Thinking that everybody must be vaccinated is as scientifically flawed as thinking that nobody should. COVID vaccines are important for older, higher risk people and, and their caretakers those who uh, with prior natural infection do not need it, nor children. And that is exactly the truth about the information that I found with my own dig. When you look past this stuff and narratives more, when you actually look into it, he's exactly correct. Although you can argue whether anyone needs this, the vaccine or the shot for that matter. Uh, internal emails show an intent to action by Twitter moderator saying Koldorf's tweet violated the company's COVID-19 misinformation policy and claimed that he shared false information. Here you go. Hi team. Sending you a heads up. Take action on Dr. Martin Koldorf. He's a professor at the Harvard medical school. Obviously has no idea what the fuck he's talking about, but my Twitter people know what they're talking about. That's for sure. <laughs> violated COVID-19 misinformation with a copy of the tweet. Kolor's statement uh, was an expert's opinion, one that happened to be in line with vaccine policies in numerous other countries. Yet it was deemed false information by Twitter moderators merely because it differed from CDC guidelines. After Twitter took action, Kolor's tweet was slapped with a misleading label and all replies and likes were shut off, throttling the tweet's ability to be seen and shared by others, a core function of the platform. And you can see that misleading here. And you can, you guys know that if you're on any other platform, pick one, anyone, you also get this stuff. YouTube does it. Facebook does it. Pick, pick one, anyone. They all do this censoring too much truth. And what it does is easily manipulated. People can go, well, I must not, that I must not look into that. I'm not going to waste the time on that. Instead, the truth is you should question it. Why would they want that censored? In my review of internal files, I found numerous instances of tweets about vaccines and pandemic policies labeled as misleading or taken down entirely, sometimes triggering account suspensions simply because they veered from CDC guidance or differed from establishment views. For example, a tweet by Kelly KGA, a self-proclaimed public health fact checker with more than 18,000 followers, 
was flagged as misleading and replies and likes disabled for showing that COVID was not the leading cause of death in children. It even cited the CDC's own freaking data. This is when I got censored for showing for sharing CDC data too. Oh. oh man, it's just it's just unbelievable. And the sad part about it is people just blindly followed it. They walked with blinders on and didn't didn't question anything. Still half of them still don't question anything. Oh, it's so frustrating in this world, man. They prey on the naivety and the ability to program people and make them react a certain way and people just fall in line. Internal records show that a bot had flagged the tweet and that it received many tattles, what the system amusingly called reports from users. Nice. That triggered a manual review by a human who, despite the tweet showing actual CDC data, nevertheless labeled it as misleading. Tellingly, the tweet by Kelly KGA was labeled as misleading was a reply to a tweet that contained actual misinformation. (laughs) Which says, here's some data. COVID is the leading cause of death disease in children. No, it's not. Some of them did lose their jobs. Indeed, USA Landshark, you're right. I hear you. That was the other side of it, too. Um, and that's the part that, man, it's just... It says a lot about the world we live in, right? COVID has never been the leading cause of death from disease in children. Yet that tweet not only remains on the platform, it is without any sort of misleading label. Whether by humans or algorithms content that was contrarian but true and the people who conveyed that content were still subject to getting flagged and suppressed sometimes this was done covertly as reported earlier by the by the free press dr j batashara stanford professor of health policy who argued for focused protection of the vulnerable and to end to lockdowns was secretly put on a trends blacklist Hey, I made it to that list too. Badge of honor, buddy. Welcome to the party, pal. That trends blacklist for too much truth. Probably everyone in this audience is on a trends blacklist. But many instances were public facing. The author of the tweet embedded below is a physician who runs the infectious disease ethics Twitter account. The tweet was labeled as misleading, even though it was referring to the result of a peer-reviewed study that found an association between mRNA vaccines and cardiac arrests in young people in Israel. Sudden death now gets censored. Can't can't be talking about sudden deaths. Suddenly died. Go into your go into your search bar. Search suddenly died and tell me what you see. Use Google. Use whatever you want. Just put in quotes suddenly died. Tell me what you see. OG Mary's in the house. What's for dinner? Great to see you out there. All right, we're going to get through the rest of this. I want to make sure I get through all of this on the record today. Um, so here's uh, below the first study I have uh, seen showing that mRNA vaccines in young people 16 to 39 are associated with cardiac arrests. Not just myocarditis. Of course it is. Label misleading. Why? 
Andrew Boston, a Rhode Island physician, was permanently suspended from Twitter after receiving multiple strikes for misinformation. One of his strikes was for a tweet referencing the results of a peer-reviewed study that found a deterioration in sperm concentration and total multile count in sperm donors following mRNA vaccination. Huh. Well, there you go. Just certainly does seem like there's a depopulation agenda happening here, doesn't it? Too much truth. Crazy conspiracy. Uh-huh. Twitter's logs revealed that an internal audit conducted by Twitter after Boston's attorney contacted the company found that only one of Boston's five violations were valid. <laughs> we also will remove the annotations of the tweets as well. Our bad. Oops. One of Boston's tweet found uh, to be still in violation of Twitter policy cited data and drew a conclusion that was totally legitimate. The problem was only that it was inconvenient to public health establishment's narrative about the risks of flu versus COVID in children. Here's the study, U.S. and local Rhode Island data. Influenza is more lethal than COVID in children, while COVID-19 vaccination causes serious morbidity than influenza vaccination in children. Of course it does. Of course it does. And people are still vaccinating their children. Under 40 people are still getting vaccinated. This tweet was flagged not, and it's not, again, so to clarify this, not every single person who gets vaccinated is going to be at risk for the negative effects, but there is a huge risk. And there are ways to detoxify your body as well. If you want to do the research on that, um, you can do it. This tweet was flagged not only by a bot, but also manually by a human being, which goes a long way to illuminating both the algorithmic and human bias at Twitter. It seems grossly unfair, Boston told me when I called to share him my findings. What's the remedy? What am I supposed to do? His account was restored along with a number of others on Christmas Day. Interesting. Of course it was. Much love, Tesla Dove. Another example of human bias run amok was the reaction to the below tweet by then-President Trump. Many of Trump's tweets led the extensive internal debates at the company, and this one is no different. Imagine that every single time Trump tweeted, it sparked a debate inside Twitter whether or not they needed to censor it or not. <laughs> the tweet says this I will be leaving for the great Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 feeling really good don't be afraid of COVID don't let it dominate your life we have developed under the Trump administration some really great drugs and knowledge I feel better than I did 20 years ago and he used the uh, alternative treatments that we have been trying to share with people as well that don't get talked about either but hey eh, whatever in a surreal exchange, Jim Baker, at the time Twitter's deputy general counsel, asked why telling people to not be afraid wasn't a violation of Twitter's COVID-19 misinformation policy. This says a lot about Jim Baker's dumb fucking ass, doesn't it? He's either a completely fucking moron or he's seeding a narrative of the radical left Nazism agenda. Of course he is. <laughs> In his reply, y'all Roth, Twitter's former head of trust and safety, had to explain that optimism wasn't misinformation. Oh, 
What do you mean? You, you can't be optimistic and, and uh, say something that you hope and not get worried about being censored? Unfucking believable, dude. That is fucking scary right there. Censored for being too optimistic. Real nice, right? All right, last couple parts of this. Remember Kelly KGA with the CDC data tweet? Twitter's response to her in exchange about why her tweets are being labeled as misleading is clarifying. Quote, we will prioritize review and labeling of content that could lead to increased exposure or transmission. Yeah. Serving a public confirmation conversation remains our overreaching mission. Yeah. That's what our mission is. How are you, Trick Pony? Throughout the pandemic, Twitter repeatedly propped up the official government line that prioritizing mitigation over concerns over other concerns was the best approach to the pandemic. Information that challenged that view, for example, that pointed out the low risk children faced from the virus or that raised questions about vaccine safety or effectiveness was subject to moderation and suppression. This isn't simply the story of the power of big tech or the legacy press to shape our debate, though it is most certainly that. It's In the end, it is equally the story of children across the country who were prevented from attending school, especially kids from underprivileged backgrounds who are now miles behind their well-off peers in math and English. It's a story of people who died alone. It's the story of small businesses that shuttered. It's the story of the perpetually masked 20-year-olds in the heart of San Francisco for whom there has been, never been, a return to normal. If Twitter had allowed the kind of open forum for debate that it claimed to believe in, could any of this have turned out differently? A very empathetic end to a chilling story of today's Twitter files. I mean, obviously if you're in my audience and you are here all the time, there's no shocked face coming from you guys, but to see, um, you know, verification of all of that in these files be released and to be, uh, shown for the public to see is, um, rather sobering to see. Is it not? Rather sobering indeed. Ignorance is not blitz. Alita, great to see you out there today. Much love. I hope all is well. Silly boars in the house as well. Beachside, I hope all is well with you and many other lurkers over there on Rumble as well. Much love and God bless you all. Merry Christmas. Thank you all for being here today. Appreciate you all. Great crowd as always on there, over there on Rumble. Thank you for all your support and um, appreciate you all very much. Twitch, how you guys doing? I, I missed it, OG Mary. They'd already scrolled by. Comfortably numbs in the house as well. Trump was being optimistic, telling people not to worry exactly. And James Baker's like, ah, we, this is, how is this not a violation of my truth? Renegade, thanks for the new follow. Brian, thanks for the resub. And JC Berg dropping a gift sub uh, last week to deplore Laura. Much love, Twitch crowd. Great to see you guys out there. Sean, all, thanks for the new follow. Much love, guys. Appreciate you all. Thanks for being here today. Oil man dropping a freaking EMP bomb on me. Kablam! Here, I got an EMP effect for you. <laughs> Oil man, thank you. Keep up the great work and thank you for what you do. 
Merry Christmas. Oil Man, thank you. That is very kind of you. You've been out there for a long time as well and been a great supporter of this platform. I could not be here without you and many of you out there. Thank you very kindly. Merry Christmas to you. God bless you. Karen Harris says, I'm not a, I'm a Russian bot. <laughs> Thanks for the cookie. Vet Moore, Average Joe, Texas Girl, Daisy Chains, Hugh White. Great support today, as always. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You're pulling, um, you're pulling me up. You're lifting me up in so many different ways that it is just... Um, it's an honor to know you guys, each and every one of you guys, each and every one of you. Much love. All of the lurkers out there on Facebook, CloudHub, DLive, all of the other platforms as well. Much love. Let's keep it moving. Only a half hour left. We got through a lot of information today. I want to highlight something for you today as well. This one I'm going to drop to you guys out in chat because I'm not going to cover this today because it would take me about an hour and a half probably to get through all of this. But do me a favor please help spread this to all of your friends, all of your wonderful friends out there that maybe don't want to see the truth about the Twitter files that I just read you about the COVID debate that maybe don't want to uh, hear anything about COVID or anything. Just hand them that thread. Say just in interesting information. I think that you should see it. If you want to do a dig on it yourself, I highly recommend that you, Take a look at it. Deb's in the house. Merry Christmas. Hello, Francis. The Vigilant Fox did a breakdown of what's coming in the grand jury investigation in Florida. And whoops, that swing and a miss. And he did a great job. She, he, she did a great job on this. I don't know Vigilant Fox personally, but... This was originally published on Daily Clout, um, but it, let me just uh, summarize it for you here. The grand jury requ uh, request goes through in Florida. They won't be able to hide anything. Everything they did, everything they knew about will be transparent. So not only the truth about how social media censored you know, legitimate cures and legitimate information about covid now you have Ron DeSantis with his grand jury in Florida, and boy, there's going to be some interesting stuff coming up on this. There, how people cannot be held accountable for blood on their hands, I don't know how. But uh, it's, you know, you know how these things happen. It's, it's going to be three or four years before we hear anything about this, probably, before, before true accountability happens, right? So, you know, don't, don't expect anything in the near future, but man... I look forward to doing a show with you guys three years from now talking about grand jury indictments dropping for blood on their hands nine days after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said in a press conference that he would be asking the state Supreme Court to convene a grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing with respect to COVID-19 injections. He extraordinarily received approval on Thursday, 1222 for that request. You can find that ruling here. Only works on a desktop. Thanks to Dr. Henry Ely for the link. And we covered this on the 22nd. If you guys haven't seen this, you probably have. But let me summarize. Whoops. Bacon slut. Boyce blank. Cookie fight in the house. Holy cow. You guys having fun out there? <laughs> Daisy chase. Daisy chains. Boys blank. Oh, my God. You guys are killing it out there. You Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all don't have to do that, man. Thank you, guys. Cookie fight in the house and cookie monsters eating it up. 
<laughs> oh, much love, much love. Tossing in a drink in, into the wash, wash some cookies down. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll sip of my Arnold Palmer for the day to, to, to wash down some of the cookies of the day. Thank you all. Much love, man. Uh, you guys are, you guys are awesome people. So uh, yeah, do me a favor when you get time, grab that link. Um, you know, I'm not going to obviously, it's, like I said, this would take me forever to go through, but he did a great job of breaking it down and telling you why it's going to be so critical going into, into the next couple of years. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm going to keep an eye on it. And if I, as soon as I see more on it, we're definitely going to look into it more. All right, only 20 minutes, and I still got another article I got to read, plus some other stuff for you guys. Girls Do Porn founder and FBI's most wanted fugitive arrested in Spain on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. FBI's uh, 10 most wanted fugitive, Michael James Pratt, was arrested earlier this week by Spanish authorities. Pratt is charged with a 19-count indictment with sex trafficking, production of child pornography, sex trafficking of a minor, conspiracy to launder monetary instruments in connection with an operation of Girls Do Porn adult website. Pratt was been a fugitive since 2019 and was named on the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitive list earlier this year. And here is, do they have the video of him being arrested? They do. <laughs> wow. So anyways, um, of course it's not going to play. Pratt was arrested by Spanish National Police on December 21st in Madrid, Spain, pursuant to an Interpol red notice. A red notice is a request by law enforcement uh, worldwide to locate uh, and provisionally arrest a person pending extradition, surrender, or similar legal action. Pratt is being held in Spain pending extradition. Uh, the 529th person to be placed on FBI's 10 most wanted fugitive list, which was established in 1950. Fun fact. Uh, let's see. Start here with Cash, and then I need to read a Just the News article for you. Listen carefully to Cash here. Oh, my God. Meeting and what Rosenstein threatened that I think now looks very prescient in light of what we learned from these documents. Yeah, this is one of those meetings you just never forget. As a senior staffer, you're in there with the attorney general, with the director of the FBI, with the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, and a few other staffers on each side. And what we were trying to do was professionally work through the subpoenas and the backlog of documents they had supposed to give us. Remember, these are the subpoenas that gave you the Bruce Orr 302s, the FISA warrants that were ultimately rescinded, and all of the Woods files that we now know were corrupted when they took to the FISA court. This is what was happening. And in this one meeting in particular, Rod Rosenstein, who's known for losing his temper, had did so before, and in this meeting screamed at the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and myself, and he literally said verbatim, if you're going to continue this investigation, I'm going to subpoena you and your records, looking at the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and looking at his senior counsel and chief investigator on the Russiagate host, directing that at us. And Chris Ray sat there in deafening silence. And your readers can follow what happened afterwards. There's three separate stories. First, DOJ denied that he ever said that. Then they backtracked and said, oh, no, that's not what he said. And then the third time they finally admitted it that he said that, but he was kidding. Just, just hang on to that. The Attorney General and the Department of Justice were joking about 
threatening to subpoena us. Well, now we know five years later, they had already done it months beforehand, and he let it slip because he's known for having a bad temper when you call out his corrupt activities. And it just should shock everybody, and especially in this atmosphere. Me, as a former guy at DOJ, as a terrorism prosecutor, to, to learn of this, it's just the beginning, John, is what I'm trying to tell your audience. What other subpoenas did they send out? Who else did they investigate on my team and Devin's team? And what was their justification for it? Because we were revealing the biggest scandal in FBI DOJ history. They, they were true to their word. They said they were going to come after us, and now we know they did, and you can show the audience the subpoena I got. There is a reason Rod Rosenstein and Comey and the rest have been fired. Should be obvious to everybody. Nonetheless, the depart I've been asking and wondering why no one else is speaking out about being spied on the same way President Trump was. Congress, private citizens, journalists, media personalities all spied on during this time. And that's what Cash is talking about there. One of the undertold stories of all of this is going to continue to be told, whether they like it or not. Any questions about Rod Rosenstein anymore? <laughs> when you're good, you're good. You know what I'm saying? I'm kidding. DOJ uh, snooped. Oops. DOJ snooped on House Intelligence Committee investigators during the Russia probe subpoenas show. Officials used grand jury to obtain Google emails, phone data for at least two top investigators for the panel's Republican chairman, Devin Nunez. In an extraordinary, can, can you like go away or something, you stupid freaking thing? Thank you. In extraordinary intrusion on government or congressional oversight, the Justice Department used grand jury subpoenas to secretly obtain the personal email and phone data of at least two uh, top House Intelligence Committee investigators back in November of 2017, just as they and their boss, then-Chairman Devin Nunez, were assembling bombshell evidence of FBI abuses in Russia collusion probe just the news has learned the subpoenas obtained by just the news show the department of justice demanded that Google turn over personal email and phone data from two top senior staffers on November 20th, 2017. And that the responsive materials were to be returned to the DOJ by December 5th, 2017. The subpoenas were delivered during a critical time frame in the committee's effort to expose the Donald Trump, Russia collusion investigation has been driven by an uncorroborated political opposition dossier funded by Hillary Clinton. Nunez's co committee was locked at the time in a bitter struggle to force the FBI and DOJ to turn over the Rutgers to the committee. The DOJ subpoenas came in light uh, in the last uh, few days when the former committee staffers were informed by Google that their Rutgers had been taken, consistent with the big tech company's policy of alerting customers five years after the law enforcement takes such actions. One of the subpoenaed staffers, former Intelligence Committee's uh, senior counsel, Cash Patel, told uh, Just the News that the subpoenas were an extraordinary intrusion on congressional oversight and raised serious concerns about the separation of the executive and the legislative branch powers guaranteed in the Constitution. The other House Intelligence staffer, whose records were subpoenaed by the DOJ, confirmed to Justin News when he was notified last week by Google. He said he had worked extensively on the investigation into the FBI's Russia collusion conduct, 
including drafting the committee's report criticizing the FBI, reviewing sensitive documents, and fighting with the DOJ to gain access to records. Nunez said that the subpoenas gave the DOJ and FBI unprecedented potential to learn in real time what his investigation was learning about misconduct in the Russian probe. He called on the new Republican Congress to probe the subpoenas aggressively. Quote, the FBI and DOJ spied on the presidential campaign, and when Congress began exposing what they were doing, they spied on us just to find out what we knew about and how we knew it. Nunez told Justin News that it's an egregious abuse, abuse of power that in the next Congress must investigate so that these agencies can be held accountable and reformed. I'll freaking wait. The sub- subpoenas demanded a broad swath of records from Google, including all customer and subscriber account information for Patel and other staffers, addresses, mailing addresses, residential addresses, business addresses, email addresses, usernames, screen names, long and long distance telephone connection records, and even the means and source of payment for such service, such as in credit card and bank account numbers, as well as billing records. Oil man, God bless you. Merry Christmas. The subpoena does not specify which component of the DOJ was leading the investigation, but included a numbering system suggested, suggesting it was being handled by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. Of course it was. Spokesman for the Justice Department and the U.S. Attorney's Office did not respond for requests for comments. And um, more to come on that as well. Also, real Steve Friend, uh, who is a FBI whistleblower on uh, truth and on, on social media in general, has been dropping a bunch of bombs out there. I don't know if you guys are following him, but I highly recommend that you do. Um, he was the one that we uh, we played uh, his his um, show, his interview on the on uh, Glenn Beck in November 2016. Today he dropped this, the OPR files, installment 23. FBI employee double-dipped as an Uber driver and mechanic during the workday. When caught, they let him resign to keep his resume clean. (laughs) Wow. Uh, He's been dropping these pretty much like daily. Um, So him and Kyle Serafin and many others, very interesting. Hunter Biden's lawyers are in the news. Patrick Holly dropping this one on us. Wannabe painter Hunter is in the limelight. Guess what? For some weird reason, disgraced political scion Hunter Biden is lawyering up in anticipation of the Republican-led U.S. House investigative efforts into the Biden family. Abby Lowell, who previously represented Bill Clinton and Donald Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, is joining Team Hunter to defend the to defend the embattled crack aficionado, an aspiring painter from legal consequences, following the release of his uh, criminal activity. So there's that. What else we got? Ten minutes left. A uh, secret back channel between FTX and the White House was closed the day after FTX filed for bankruptcy. Surprise face. Joe Hoff dropping this on Christmas Eve. There was a secret back channel between FTX and the uh, Biden White House that was shut down the day after FTX filed for bankruptcy. In November, TGP reported that billions were sent to Ukraine from the United States. Ukraine took some of the, of this money and invested it in FTX. FTX uh, took millions of dollars and invested them in U.S. politicians. The far-left Washington Post reported on, on March 3rd that Ukraine was dealing in crypto. 
The Ukrainian government has gathered more than $42 million in cryptocurrency donations since Saturday, plus digital artwork, including a limited edition worth uh, roughly $200,000, according to blockchain analytics. The challenge is how the country cashes in on these assets to, one, to fund its war needs. Amid the Russia invasion of Ukraine, the CEO of FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, has come forward to help the crypto donation project. He's, he humbly announced that FTX will be supporting the Ukraine Ministry of Finance. Yes, yes. U.S. taxpayer dollars at work. There you go. The money laundering operation that is our taxpayer dollars through Ukraine and, and war funding and the rest. Same old shit, but the fact that they got to do it this way right in front of us means that their funding channels are hurting. Uh, I don't know. It's a great dig by Gateway Pundit, but um, pretty much all of you out there is well aware of the FTX money laundering fraud that happens through our government and the Biden crime family. Paul Sperry unpacks the Trump-Hillary double standard. Uh, President Trump is the one who uh, retruthed this one out there earlier today, uh, bringing highlights to um, uh, to uh, the Clinton emails. And remember... Uh, Chiabata Combata refused to talk to investigators and interesting that um, it's a pretty long article. So I'm not, I'm not going to spend all day reading it, but Martin Walsh put this out there in conservative brief on December 23rd, 2022. And president Trump highlighted it earlier in his, uh, in his truth um, parade earlier. <laughs> I don't know what you call it, um, but it's um, an interesting summary of the Clinton probe and the rest Thank you, thank you, man. God bless you. I got a link for you. Where's our climate fanatics? (laughs) Does anybody want to see a study on cloud seeding? (laughs) I find it all. I just drop it to you guys out there in chat or on my social media and just say here. Check it out or don't. Read it or don't. I'll drop this one on my social media later as well. Um, it is an MIT technology review from December 24th. A startup says it's begun releasing particles into the atmosphere in an effort to tweak the climate. Anybody have a surprise face out there yet for today? I'm on a roll for surprise face stuff, am I not? Make Sunsets is already attempting to earn revenue from geoengineering, a more likely to provoke widespread provoke widespread criticism, you think? Geoengineering uh, refers to deliberate efforts to manipulate the climate by reflecting more sunlight back into space, mimicking a natural process that occurs in the aftermath of large volcanic eruptions. In theory, spraying sulfur and similar particles into sufficient quantities could potentially ease global warming. Morons. Uh, When you play God enough to the point where you believe that you can manipulate Earth's climate, the level of stupid has gone too far. And the level of lack of science has gone even farther. Balloon launches in California. Make Sunsets was incorporated in October in Baja, California. 
Eisman says he pumped a few grams of sulfur dioxide into weather balloons and added that he estimated that it would be the right amount of helium to carry them into the stratosphere. <laughs> the cookie shocked face is turning into a can shock face because you're getting thirsty, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, there is a MIT study. Talati was highly critical of the company's scientific claims, stressing that no one can credibly sell credits that purport to represent such a scientific program outcome, giving vast uncertainty at this stage of research. What he's claiming to actually accomplish with such a credit is the entirety of what's uncertain right now about uncertain right now about geoengineering. So let's test it on the planet. Fuck it if we screw up the weather or screw up the planet worse. It's worth trying, isn't it? How do these companies like Make Sunsets get their approval? Anyone? <laughs> you know exactly how. MIT with a study on cloud seeding. I thought you guys would love to see that today, considering the storm of the century. We will change Europe. The Polish prime minister tells the Italian media he and Maloney will return Europe to a union of homelands. I love seeing stories like this, especially when our Polish brothers and sisters are involved. We do not believe in a super state of 27 EU member states. We want a return of the union of homelands and a return to country sovereignty and a return to individual sovereignty will happen on this planet, whether they like it or not. Hey, sausage hunter, are you out there? I found a sausage tycoon in Russia that, that, uh, that fell to his death. Another Putin critic falls out of his window. Suicide is claimed. A sausage tycoon plummets from a luxury hotel two days after his male friend died of a heart attack on their trip to India. He previously criticized the war with Ukraine. Reports suggest Pavel Antov fell to his death while on holiday in India. Antov was Russia's highest earning official and an MP in the Vladimir region. It, it seems as though there's a silent war happening and some of it gets out. Am I wrong? Checking in with Telegram to look in on any breaking, interesting topics of the day. Police frequency. You got anything out there? Let's check in with them today. Per San Diego Supervisor Jim Desmond, the federal government has dropped off 650 migrants over in San Diego County over the weekend. 10-day forecast calling for three to four inches of rain across Southern California in the next 10 days. So here we go with the floods in California. Wash the water. And that'll be heading east. So another doozy headed our way. San Bernardino, California investigation underway after one person was found dead. Um, uh, Dumbasses doing donuts in a row. Killed a girl. Plays stupid prizes. Plays stupid games. Wins stupid prizes. New York uh, Police Department continues bleeding officers. Many relocating to other places. Grinch, Grinch was arrested. Twitter files reveal how the app rigged the COVID debate. 
Welcome back. Five and a half minutes on that. We spent an hour on that earlier. Uh, new Twitter files, new Twitter files, new Twitter files. Everyone talking about that pretty much today. Uh, and then Joe, yeah, you gotta, I mean, you gotta step up your dog training game. That's all I gotta say. You gotta, you gotta, you, you seriously gotta step up your, your dog obedience training. Cause that, I mean, if you can get your dog to start shoveling for you, forget about it. What the, what, you know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see. Anything new breaking? Stolen car chase in California. Um, numerous, numerous people stuck inside a parking garage in New Jersey. As traffic has been standstill, panic shoppers calling 911 for assistance in the mall's garage. Celebrity backed bail fund is being sued, blah, whatever. Uh, same thing again. American Dream Mall. Um, people trapped for hours. Something going on over there. Best pursuits of 2022, uh, let's see, subway station has derailed uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Subway train has derailed near Wabash and North Rogers in Baltimore, Maryland. That breaking right now. And then just checking in with breaking 911 quickly. We'll get the gold pills out to you guys quickly here in just a minute. Uh, Seattle police, two neighbors injured for bloody pickaxe baseball bat fight. Uh, raw video, Alba Albuquerque police officers fatally shoot a man holding two knives. Dad indicted for murder for the three-year-old son. Four Washington State Power substations vandaled by Chris, uh, on Christmas amid domestic terrorism warnings. A fourth Washington State Power substation, as Joe reported yesterday, um, or as we talked about yesterday, uh, a fourth substation. So, again, the news is fake, the war is real, and oil man, you are amazing. 20,000 gold pills today, and all of you guys just... Warm my heart. Chops, Enrique, all of you guys out there, thank you guys so much today for the support. I can now pay my rent this month. <laughs> thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Thank you all for being here today. Everyone over there on Tiger Network, everyone over there on Rumble, Alita, all the <laughs> sausage launcher is out there. CM uh, Hawkins, Everyone out there, thank you for your support today. Do me a favor, hit the plus button on your way out over there on Rumble. And wherever you head next, do me a favor, hop into chat. Say, I just hung out with Uncensored Abe and it was uh, informative or not. <laughs> Much love. We appreciate you all, Chris. Today was Fauci Files on Twitter today. Ah, nice. Some more stuff today dropping again. So we'll get that covered tomorrow and on the Rucker for everyone at the podcast all around the world. OG Mary, Chris, Dr. Jay Blazer. Kirk Allen, all you guys over there on Twitch, thanks guys for being here today. And a great, great crowd over there on Pilled today. Thank you guys. Thank you all. Oil Man, Abolitionist, RP4L. Y'all are amazing, man. Roger Rabbit, Abolitionist. Thank you all for spending time with me here today. Thank you all for the great gold pills uh, today. Thank you for the Christmas wishes. And do me a favor, keep, keep, keep the players coming for not just uh, myself, uh, for my... Sister's grandchild, Landon, keep him in your thoughts. And do me a favor also. What's up, Wheezy Wise? Uh, could, you, could you say a quick prayer for my children, if you could? Um, uh, going through a time I'm sure they never expected they would have to go through either. And in a time with so many falsehoods wrapped around in the world that we live in, I'm sure it is very hard for them to understand what's happening. I wish them happiness going forward. 
Thank you all for being here today. Ryder, Don S, Patriot Rose, Willie Fix It, Mountain Lace, Frodo's in the house, USA Landshark. All of you, y'all are amazing people, and I really appreciate all your love, support, and prayers. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. See you guys back here tomorrow for another edition of Uncensored Day where we cover the important topics of the day and hang out with a great group of patriots. Daisy Chains and all of you. Merry Christmas and God bless you all. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.